and <laughs> why is that even funny what and and we are <laughs> podcasting yeah um good start thank you sure. right it's really good i feel like it um just getting here there might be some noise in the background on this one because we got a contractor here yep digging up the entire bottom of the house yeah. and uh moving a water heater and all kinds of stuff and um, and then cleaners are going to come. Oh, good. Um, not the people that clean your house. The people who take care of dead take bodies. Care of, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, you have a parade in 45. Parade. We're going to have a parade in 45 minutes so uh, for the World Cup. World Cup. Uh, actually, oddly, for South Korea. Bad call. Again, um, planning. You plan oddly. Well, uh, there's a lot of Koreans that live in the neighborhood. Stop. Still, you're not a Korean. So. And I thought, let's have a parade for your shitty team. <laughs> I mean, your heart's in the wrong place and somehow. so they're just going to cruise through the backyard. Okay. And that's in what, 45, 50? 45 minutes. All right. So we should probably get moving. I mean. I um, want to apologize to people for last week's show, the, the last two minutes, because Gary, Gary Reynolds. My name is um, Gareth. What Gary did when he stepped on the... The control. Well, there's, now, there's one dial. There's one thing that you can turn. I know. In this I, whole setup. There's other things I could do. And you turned it up to 900. You just smashed a Perrier. I'm not, I'm not bringing that up. I did just smash a Perrier. <laughs> but that but was now I don't of, even get to be close to the dial. Now the dial's no, now really, been, really far. Now you've been moved away from the dial. Yeah. So. Uh, and with good reason. Yeah. I, look, I apologize. I'm going to go to Rutgers Island. Okay, another thing. <laughs> you know, when you're talking for an hour, sometimes you might forget the name of shit. We don't need people fucking Ellis Island. We, yeah, we just couldn't remember the name. It wasn't like we didn't know what it was. Did you know a couple weeks ago I had a guy on Twitter go, I really like all your podcasts, your stand stuff, but you're a fucking moron when it comes to science. And I'm uh, like, you're an unnecessary tool. <laughs> like, just don't listen. Like, what are you doing? Thank you. Th- um... Okay, keep buying my stuff. Thanks. So I just picture him listening to me and getting angry about science. God, he's so stupid, but so funny. <laughs> but he's such a fucking moron with science. And I guarantee you the guy's probably a climate change denier. All right. <laughs> so, so he's a scientist. So this week uh, I picked um, a someone famous. Okay. Somewhat. I mean, Australians probably won't know him, but um, he's famous to Americans in that he is an ex-president. Okay. Alrighty. I think he's the well. There's two badass ex presidents. Okay. Do you know who they are? Well, the vampire hunting. The vampire. Va- <laughs> real badass. <laughs> he had something to do with slavery too, yeah. if memory. Did you see serves. that movie? No, I didn't. Oh my god. Awful. Yeah. Oh my god. Like yeah. you can't even believe that it's a movie. It's just. Well, I that how- you would you would think that with all the things that. Like I just love how they you are. Oh, it's okay to make an ex president such a bitch. Like a founding father over here now, they make them like they just you can do whatever you want. Yeah, we could dig up George Washington and like make him a puppet for a day, and people be like, "That was great." <laughs> uh, that sounds disrespectful. I Teddy Roosevelt. Oh yeah, Teddy is Roosevelt. A yeah, huge badass. He was a badass. And then the other one, I, w- I would try to remember the name of. Uh, the freedom fighters, but I don't want to fuck it up and That's have okay. Twitter blow up on me. I know. Me. You, now we now we have to censor what we say. Or I've been raped. <laughs> Do you? Are you guys happy? You've heard us. Um, Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Okay. He was a crazy fucking badass. Right. Um, the American public knew him as Old Hickory. <laughs> not not all the public, because that's news to me. Um, because. For some people say it was he was tough as Hickory on a battlefield. We'll get to more wise name later. Um, but okay, we'll say the bad things first because there, if there's anyone who has any American Indian heritage, they're going what? Uh huh. Because it's like it's like being what about Hitler? Yeah, <laughs> like it's kind of <laughs> he was like, a badass. It's kind of like that. So as far as the the war with the American Indian, uh, he would be their Hitler. He's right. he did the the Trail of Tears. He's the one who marched him. Across, you know, all the way to Oklahoma, and thousands died. He's yeah. that gentleman. So if we take that one part, but that is also a badass thing to do, I guess. You can you can argue. There's two sides to it, I guess. <laughs> okay, which I think is badassy. Okay, so we have a growling dog now. Hey, hey. Um. Okay, so uh, he he 
joined the um, army at the age of 12. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. That's uh, fighting when they were fighting against the British. Hey, I'd like to help you guys. Not until you get a little hair on your uh, stuffs. No, look, I glued some on this morning. Oh, Jesus. Let's go get them. I know. That was an age where you just, you, just any age you show up, you're like seven. You're like, hey, man, can I be a part of this? Uh, okay. There's a three year old. They're like, guys fighting? Hand him a gun. <laughs> okay, get my gun. Let's get him out there. Um, so he was like a messenger guy. Okay. Uh, he was captured and taken prisoners by the Brits. Uh, he was the only. He's the only U.S. president who was a POW. Wow. At twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at twelve. At twelve. He's a. You're like, oh, look at you. <laughs> Could I have some more, sir? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one day, some British general ordered him to spit shine his shoes. Uh, my guess is that didn't go over well. And, and a young twelve year old Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Jackson said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and the British guy was so pissed that he slashed his face, leaving scars. Oh, shit. Okay. But now you've got... So we're starting out creating a badass. Yeah. Scars. Yeah. Check. Like, first thing you need, a yeah. couple of scars. At 12. Check. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, he was... Uh, so then, uh, years later, he... Uh, Kept moving up in the army and became a general. Okay. Became a general, and he was in charge during the greatest victory in the in the Revolutionary War at New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That was when the, the, the Battle for Beads. Battle for Beads. Right. Correct. Got it. Uh, it was the... And then whoever got the most beads got to see the most titties. Got to see the most titties. Yep. Yeah. That was... Uh, that's 1812. I thought that's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... This, is, this isn't the Revolutionary War. This is the War 1812. Um... So he, uh, is that okay with you, science? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he didn't have enough guys when he got sent down there. He was like, we don't have enough dudes because the British had like twice as many guys coming uh-huh. in. So he just started getting everybody around and he talked pirates into fighting on the side of the pirates. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you make a good point. Well, you're to take your gold. <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah, all right. We'll fight with you. <laughs> all right, fine. We'll come with you. <laughs> I just can't imagine talking oh, pirates yeah. into Appro- it. The cold approach to pirates, <laughs> there's butterflies. Okay, how old is he? 14 at this point? <laughs> okay, um... 17 and a half general. Excuse me, um, pirates, uh... <clears throat> sorry, uh... We'd like you to join forces with us to fight the British. Um, hey, why is that, you little son of a bitch? Well, um, we're greatly our man, sir. Sorry. I'm <clears throat> so nervous. You know, he went in. He was like, what the hell? I don't know how. He was probably like 30 at this point. He was just like, hey, you fucking cunts. <laughs> get off your goddamn boat and do something with your fucking <laughs> yeah, lives. That's what you got to do. You yeah. can't. Yeah, you got well, to approach talk, a, You yeah, got to go. Out pirate the pirates. That's right. You got to out pirate the pirates. Yeah. You can't just go in and like, hi, pirates, I have a recommendation. Hi, I represent a battle that's coming up soon. I'd <laughs> love to get you guys involved in it. Love to book you guys for it. Love that old eye patch thing. That's gorgeous. Um, and plus, he had the he had the scars. Yeah. So like, hey, yeah. look at you. You know, I've got a pirate. I've got a I've got a uh, parrot. But you've got the scar on your face. I've got food coming out of my mouth. Yes, that's right. Mouth and cheeks. Now, listen, gentlemen. Anybody who's got a, uh, a peg leg or a scar on his face is uh, <laughs> an honorary pirate. Come with us, Jackson. Honorary pirate. Come with us. Um, so he ends up defeating the British with half the men and totally out of supplies. Found out later that um, the peace had been declared two weeks before. Whoa. But he didn't get the word. So he fought the best, most useless battle in the war and yeah. won. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, no. The pirates are like, I sorry, what did you We actually are getting some text here. Wait a minute. <laughs> actually, this thing's been over for a while. <laughs> did you know that, AJ? Oh, sorry about all the dead and whatnot. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. We weren't supposed to. We didn't have to do that. We didn't have to do that. We can anybody have a, uh, here's an idea, jumped on a fucking horse and hey, told us. Anyone want to fucking put a note on a goddamn pigeon? <laughs> right? Yeah, something. Or a raven like Game of Thrones? Anything. Where apparently in Game of Thrones, every, every correspondence is done with a raven. You gotta, it's a lot of dependency but on the raven. How do ravens raven. know where the fuck to go? Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, eventually, like, you're talking, you think, like, you get pissed when you get an email in your spam box that you really wanted in your inbox. 
I mean, there were times when you depended on a fucking raven. bird's toe to get to you. Uh, then a raven comes in. There's a sale at the Gap. <laughs> God oh, damn! What am Jesus. I spam? Good lord. Um, <laughs> fucking spam ravens. Spam ravens. Um, when Jackson received an order to disband his troops immediately after, he refused. Uh, to just cast his volunteers adrift and send them on their way home alone and pledged with his own money to finance the supplies needed to get their trip back to Tennessee. Wow. He gave up his horses for the sick and walked aside his men, encouraging them when needed and disciplining them when necessary. And his determination combined with his willingness to suffer alongside his men caused his men to call him Old Hickory. Now, I don't know how those two things go together. Okay, I think the original one of Old Hickory, that uh, he was as tough as Old Hickory on the battlefield, makes more sense than he was like a caring dad. Let's just say he smoked a pipe. <laughs> Let's just say he smoked a hickory pipe. <laughs> so anyway, he was a badass, but also like took care. Like He's like a leader. That's what yeah. a leader is. He's a good parent. He's a very good dad. Yeah. Oh, also, the Creek Indians had a different nickname for him. They called him Sharp Knife. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're on the other side, yeah. shit's a little bit different. You mean Old Hickory? No, oh, no, no, Sharp Knife, Sharp Knife. <laughs> it's just Old Hickory. Oh, my eye. <laughs> sharp Knife, Sharp Knife. Um, he had a temper. <laughs> sharp Knife? Yeah, Shocking. Sharp Knife had a temper. He was known for uh, sudden flashes of rage. <laughs> the best kind. And... Always calling for a duel. Uh, so he was the dude who, oh, like you'd be like, hey, man, you stepped on my foot. Let's do it. No, 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 no. Never mind. Just my <laughs> No, shoe. we're dueling. No, no, no. Dueling at noon. No, 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 no. no. I don't want a duel. I it's don't want a, God damn it. You're in. <laughs> it's fag. <laughs> he was like, he's like one of those uh, guys in prison who are like, you got to respect me, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right away. Did you disrespect me? Did you disrespect me? No, I was just going to the... All right, bitch, I'm going to fuck you up. No. This is... this is Like, when I read this, I was like, okay, he had 103 duels in his lifetime. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, that's a lot. That's insane. That's a lot. That's everybody. That's a lot. <laughs> that's like half the people he met. I mean, really, that's just like... That's every other day dueling. <laughs> That's like a once a week duel. No, he's like crazy. What? That is close. Okay. <laughs> That's nuts. That's 103. A I'd rather duel. Just pay just... the goddamn bar tab, Andrew. I'd no. rather duel. I think we're going to. Andrew, please. No. He looked at me funny. We're dueling. He has one eye. I don't like the one. <laughs> we're dueling, Cyclopace. We're dueling. What'd you call me? Cyclopace. <laughs> Are you talking about Cyclops? Yeah, I read it. <laughs> Got mad at it. Got read, I dueled it. I dueled the word. Last night I dueled a tree. That's it. You think it's Cyclops? Duel! <laughs> it's just it's just baiting you into duels. All he does. You mean Cyclopes? This is a fine meal. What do you mean by that? Fine no, meal? It's the just... worst meal I ever had. I'll see you out front tomorrow at noon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the reason he dueled a lot. Uh, he, he had a he had a woman that he met that he was in love with who he wanted to marry. Oh no! Um, and then she thought she had been divorced, but it turns out her ex husband like had done something, and so they weren't divorced. <laughs> so he was banging a lady who was married. Oh! But they were in love, so he wasn't gonna like walk away from that shit. Yeah. So everybody knew about it. And the guy wouldn't let her get a divorce, and he was calling her, you know, that's my wife. And Time to take out the trash. <laughs> so so for years, he wasn't married to her, but he was banging her. Like, they were like, yeah. they were like living together, and, and so everyone was calling her a whore. So, so the, the townspeople can be so cruel. So you've got all these crazy assholes calling her a whore, and everyone is like, "All right, let's do it!" Just dropping the gloves, let's shoot! Like, so he's just killing people all over town, and everyone's like, "No, I got this one. I got this." Why one. wouldn't he just? She's a whore. Oh, here we go. That's it. Why wouldn't he just duel the ex-husband? Well, that would make more sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's the first duel you bark for, I say, yeah. Apparently, no, he dueled everybody who yeah, called her anyway, a whore. He's like, no, I'm not going to the root. I'm dealing with the symptoms. <laughs> now, let's duel. 
So uh, he was. Uh, she I, and the thing is, is she had told him he, when they met that she was divorced. So he thought he was getting into something fine. But then you he know, should duel her. And then he loved the broad. He's like, here we go. Uh, uh, you know how many people don't have to shoot? Oh boy, my heart's a dueling itself right now. And then there were a lot of people who in Tennessee is in Tennessee. So a lot of people want were like calling her a whore everywhere, especially because like on the. People are from who supported his opponents. Yeah, would all be like, "He's married to a whore," and, <laughs> and like not not in like just his face, but like in like newspapers and books. And then he'd be like, "Man loves whore, extra extra." Man loves whore. And then he'd be like, "Okay, I gotta kill the guy around. I gotta kill and the I gotta, newsie, and I gotta kill the newsboy." <laughs> so, uh, so one guy, the most famous duel is with Charles Dickinson. Okay, who was. A newspaper man who wrote an article about Jackson's whore wife <laughs> during an election. More on six A. <laughs> so, but Dickinson was considered like an awesome shot. Okay. And Andrew Jackson wasn't that good of a shot. He sort of had. He sort of went with the more thinking man's game plan of dueling. Okay. So, like, there's two kinds of dueling. And this, I'll tell you his, I'll tell you That's his. That's funny, because I only know of one. Okay, I'll tell you his kind of dueling. This is why he's such a badass. Jackson thought it would be best to let Dickinson turn and fire first, hoping that since he, was, he would be so quick and sort of flustered trying to get the shot out first, that he would miss. And? Well, there's another way that could go. Yeah. But his plan was that he would then this, and then in a duel you get one shot each. So then the second guy it's like, can hey, just buddy. the second guy can be like, "Can you lean a little bit to the left?" No, Mister Jack, <laughs> Mister Jackson, old Hickory, old Hickory, please. <laughs> so the second guy could take as much fucking time yeah. as he wanted. By the way, now what was that about my whore wife? Stupidest thing ever. Yeah, like, I don't know who thought this up, but they were <laughs> morons. <laughs> I mean, I would totally be the guy who fired the shot. I was like, oh damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> so sure enough, Dickinson turned and shot and hit Jackson right in the chest. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right, didn't, didn't see kill that him. Coming. Didn't kill him though. <laughs> so if he's not dead, he gets to fire the next shot. Because <laughs> rules, uh, rules. You gotta have dual rules. Uh, so then he carefully and slowly <laughs> aimed. <laughs> Or the head. <laughs> and shot him in the throat. Oh. Where the now, talking part happens. No, 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 wait. Can you move when you, you can? I guess you're supposed to stand perfectly still. You can't and bob and weave no. a little. <laughs> you should be able to bob. You should be able to shimmy. No, they you, should be. It should be like basketball rules, like traveling. Like you can have a pivot foot. <laughs> like you have your pivot foot and you can kind of pivot out a little and like... Move a little, a otherwise... Gentleman, gentlemen, he's pivoting too much, is he not? I, I didn't see him lift that toe up, sir. <laughs> could, could you imagine he's slowly doing it, all these guys sitting around going, Oh, come on, Andy. <laughs> Andy, come on. Oh, but look, Andy's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it over with, Andy. Come on, Andy. Shoot me where you must. Oh, Andy, on my throat. Andy, just graze him or something. Uh, gentlemen, he shot me in the chest. I have a hole in my uh, chest. I'll need you to get a paramedic or whatever we have in this day and age. I'm about to shoot a man's throat. <laughs> So so he shot him in the throat and killed him instantly. Because <laughs> oh, apparently a throat can't handle a musket ball. That's a kill shot, The way huh? a chest can. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, killed him on the spot. Okay, so he's a no-shit fucking killer. Steely, he's, like a, he's like a steely-eyed. So what, he just he's goes like, and gets like a, a beer and drinks it and then like it shoots a, out of his chest after like a cartoon? Well, he's like a Clint Eastwood guy now, right? I mean, I yeah. Mean, there's another check. A scar check, Clint yeah. Eastwood check. Like getting shot in the chest and having like the calmness to be like, your throat, please? <laughs> you guys want to get a beer? What do you want to do? Do me a favor. Go to the bar, order me a beer. I'll be there after I shoot this guy's throat. <laughs> Old Hickory, no. <laughs> okay, so... In uh, the gentleman who observed and the gentleman of Tennessee were outraged by that he did that. Like in their eyes, it should have been like, well, you can't make him. They were all like, you can't make him just sit still and shoot him. Oh, they pictured they pictured just you both fire at the same exact. Yeah, time. you're supposed right. to both. And he had a whole different <laughs> game plan. Like, well, that's not how we do. <laughs> you we, don't know the rules to murder. <laughs> Play fair. So. He then got a reputation as a brutal, cold-blooded killer. <laughs> and, was married to a whore. And, and lost a lot of friends, and his reputation 
uh, and he was known as a violent, vengeful man. So in Tennessee, he became kind of a social outcast. Okay. I like it. But he don't give no shit. Yeah, he ran out of shits to give. <laughs> so the shot that hit him in the duel <clears throat> ended up close to his heart, and so it couldn't be removed. Much like that whore. <laughs> Much like that whore. We're going to have to put that in his Wikipedia page. <laughs> Much like his whore wife. Much Rachel. like that whore wife of his. <laughs> and then he comes back from the dead. You said what? <laughs> you fired too early. Oh, God. Um, so they thought if they took it out, it would puncture his aorta and kill him. And so he had that at him. But they, they used to say about him that he had so many bullets in him from all the duels that he sounded like a bag of marbles. Like, he was just full of bullets. That's a better name than <laughs> Old Hickory. Here comes bag of marbles. Chinka, 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 chinka. Chinka, chinka, chinka. Here comes Jackson. He's jogging. Um, and sometimes, because of the one that was close to his heart and close to his lungs, he would just start coughing up blood. So the rest of his life, he Jesus. would sometimes just start coughing up blood, mm. which had been great in like a presidential meeting. Oh, Hold yeah. on. <laughs> or a debate. My opponent. <laughs> oh, Excuse me. Pardon me. Give me my kerchief. Got shot <laughs> once. <laughs> um, so he's a blood cough rubber. That's another check. Badass. <laughs> <a> badass. Face scars. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to cough up blood whenever. So he was involved in uh, two very nasty presidential campaigns against John Quincy Adams. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1924, he lost the race to him, but in 1928, he won the race. And that was an even dirtier one, and all the dirt was about his wife. So it was just dudes calling his wife a whore in print, and then he was shooting them. Like, that was the presidential uh, campaign. And would How you, do you not want that now? I, I would absolutely vote for the could guy you, who's killing people for calling his wife a whore. Could you imagine? Or what if, what if, like, what if like Hillary is running and everyone's calling Bill a whore and she just keeps killing ah, people? Great. <laughs> I'm down for this. Uh, yeah. This is a better way to have politics go. Oh, my God. So much better. Instead, now they're like, she walked down the stairs funny. She dropped a pole point. Um, so by the time he was elected president, uh, he had this huge popular following because mm -hmm. he's yeah, a fucking, he why, how could he not old bag of marbles? Old I'm bag of marbles. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it was like this big turning tide in, in like politics. He, the first, the 1924 election was the first election where someone won the popular vote, but lost the oh, election. The, yeah. the Bush, the Bushy Gore. Yeah. So yeah. he's like the guy. He's he's like he's like Obama compared to Bush. Yeah, where everyone was like, "Fuck this guy." Well, I'm glad we held on to the electoral college. I mean, clearly it wasn't a problem. It's never been an issue. <laughs> so, um, his he gets elected in uh, 1928. His wife dies two months before he takes office. The whore, the whore dies. No. What he believed from stress. That's a lot of people you got to kill to get rid of that stress. I mean, they said he said that she had a pain starting on her left side and going down her arm. Hmm. So from what we know now, Stroke. that's what's known as a heart attack. <laughs> or, or, oh, yeah. Either one. Some, some, some version of not enough oxygen going to her. Um, but he blamed John Quincy Adams for that. Never got to kill him, but um, blame him. So he's 61. And he gives his inaugural address. Uh, 61 back uh, 61. then. 61. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's old, old, right? Yeah. Especially you're getting shot 500 times. So, to elect, a, like right now, you, like so if someone was 71 and they weren't coughing up blood and having duels with people who yeah, called their wives like, a whore. Yeah, he's a little up there. Yeah. If McCain was coughing up blood, you'd be like, he should not get, he should be out. Yeah. Um, and Which McCain, he's months away from. And I wouldn't be surprised if McCain is coughing up he's blood. He's coughing up blood, for sure. And has been doing so for 50 years. <laughs> a long time, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so he gives up his address, and he says he's going to do his best to help the people. I'm sure he said something about killing dudes to talk shit about his lady. And nobody call that goddamn dead wife a minor whore. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll die. Sorry, I'll stay focused. But this is so great. And then he gets on his horse... And he rides through the crowd oh, to boy. the White House. <laughs> They're like, come on, we got a stagecoach over here for you. Fuck that. Is that I'm where going, you get off your high horse? So I'm going came straight from? through these motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. Um, 
You sure you don't? We can just get you right over here. I uh, know. <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck no. Um, I mean, later on, he gets a guy comes up to him in, uh, I think it's North Carolina, and tries to shoot him. It's an out-of-work, like, painter. Pulls out a pistol, puts it in his chest, sh- clicks, nothing happens. Uh. Drops that pistol, pulls out another one, puts it to his chest, shoots again, nothing. And then Andrew Jackson beats the shit out of him with his cane. <laughs> Wow! Beats the shit out of him with his cane. I mean, yeah, the guy, the the idiot who came up with two unloaded guns also <laughs> really need. I mean, he needs a beating. The second the, the second one goes click, you're like, wow, fuck! Uh, I really am an idiot. I'm sure Jackson was yelling, "My cane's always loaded, motherfucker!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, just killing him, fucking, just killing him. <laughs> okay, so um, so he rides through the crowd on the on the horse. <laughs> So there's another one riding riding through town yeah. on a horse. There's another check, <laughs> another bad house. house. Here we go to the White House. <laughs> okay. Now back then on an inauguration day, the White House had an open door policy. Oh, wow. Up God. until yeah, up until this, they had an open door policy. But the reason they did was because the presidents weren't that popular. So people, so like the 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 big Richies of the day would walk up and go, "Congratulations!" And then they'd shake hands. Would you like some tea? Yeah. So Jackson was the first dude where everyone was like, Woo-hoo! like all the fucking yahoos from NASCAR came out and they're like, let's have a party in the White House. Now, Mr. Jackson, I want to tell you a couple things, man. Me and my wife, man, we're so excited for you, man. Also, my wife is pissing in the uh, the bush over there. Sorry man. about that. Hey, hey, you ever hunt a, a crawfish with your hands? <laughs> Let me ask you this. You ever eaten your own puke when you got no food? Hey, man. I just want to say it's an honor, man. You know what? Punch me in the face. Punch me in the face, just punch man. Me. Come on, Andy. Punch me in the face. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, come on. I'm super drunk. I won't even feel it. Come on, man. I'm sorry I got so wasted at this White House party, man. I'm just such a big fan of you, man. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, I ate your fish. The fish tank over there, I ate them. <laughs> I was hungry. I didn't see none of the little pork things you had around before. Anyway, man. I'm going to scoot across the carpet real quick, man. You see my shorts. <laughs> um, so so this means that like any filthy hobo off the street it just came rolling up because they were happy he was president. <laughs> so, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, so so it, it was, uh, uh, unlike previous presidents, it was a fucking madhouse. <laughs> People fucking hanging off the chandeliers like it Whee! People, people, like literally, people standing on the furniture. People fucking everywhere, and there are like buckets of whiskey punch around because they had to provide. They had to. Yeah, they had to. Like it was like an open house, so you gotta East Coast rules. Open house, you gotta provide for the people. So they all had like there was booze everywhere. So they're just sounds like King Ralph, but at the White House or Weird Science (laughs) or Weird Science. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So the party's on, and he and then that's getting a little too crazy for him. He's like, "All right, let's head, uh, let's head to another place." In that, but there's people fucking everywhere. So um, he ends up, and the first people to arrive were all the Washington Society people. They're like, "Hello, Mister," and then Jackson. and then the yeah. fucking crowd rolled up, and they're like, "Oh my god, you know the there dirt, was like the dirt ones are here." A butler who'd been there forever who was like, "My word, we're gonna get to the butler." Oh yes, we are. <laughs> So uh, Jackson's people were like, we got to get you the fuck out of here. This is too great because it's turning into a fucking animal house party. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, because at first it's like fancy people come up. And then all of a sudden it's dudes in sheets with shoes made out of rubber. Yeah. And it's just a fucking whole different deal. So they they take him out a window in the back of the White House to get him the fuck out of there. It's amazing that the White House used to be like this. Isn't that fucking amazing? Yeah. You, and inauguration day, you up until this time, you could just roll up and be like, hey, man, I want to shake your hand. Hey. Fuck you! Later! <laughs> Just do that. That'd be great. He was the first guy who... that The guy who tried to shoot him was the first time a president had ever... Really? Ever tried to assassinate one, yeah. Uh, and that was an English dude who tried to kill him. So Look, think I'm about sorry. that. I'm sorry. Are you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so uh, Jackson left and went to his hotel. To his hotel? Antoine Michael Guista. Uh, the White House butler. Oh, TMG. <laughs> <laughs> then was like, we got to get these motherfuckers out of here. 
So they took all the buckets of whiskey and put punch and put them on the lawn. Here, guys. Here, boy. Here, guys. <laughs> like dogs. Here, guys. Right out here on the lawn, guys. Here's your whiskey punch, guys. Go get it. Go get it. I went outside. <laughs> whiskey punch. <laughs> so, so that's how they got them all out of the house. Now, uh, Margaret Bayard Smith, who was a Washington Society figure, sure. wrote this. What a scene we did witness. The majesty of the people had disappeared and a rabble mob of boys, Negroes, women, and children scrambling, fighting, romping. What a pity. No arrangements had been made. No police officer placed on duty. And the whole house had been inundated by the not rabble one, mob. Not, not one, one cop. cop. Not one. It's just fucking chaos. It's like dad's gone for the weekend and the kids are partying. That's the White House. Yeah. Amazing. I think Sinbad made a movie about living in the White House, and I think it was this. Um, so Jackson then uh, went on to win the next election. He did a whole bunch of stuff. Let a lot of fighting with the banks. And was blah, there blah, another blah. inaugurational ball? Um, well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to tell you the next greatest thing. I don't think he had a next inaugurational ball. I think that was the last one yeah. where they were like, "Well, that didn't go well." Yeah. Um, Let's build a fence. I was just thinking about the lessons we've learned. Maybe the common man shouldn't be able to walk into the White House and say "fuck you" to the president when he wants to. Uh, because you imagine if you could, like uh, that's all Obama's day would be. Uh, Fuck you, thank you. Fuck you. I know you're from Kenya, you piece of shit. <laughs> Can I keep this napkin? <laughs> Show me that birth certificate, asshole. Also, it's- I think it's cool what you did for the BCS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice job on that one. That's cool yeah. on the line. Yeah, even though you're black. <laughs> you part black. Okay. 1835. Uh-huh. We're jump a little bit forward. Okay. Because I don't give a shit about the rest of his blah 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 Yeah, well, he's president. Fights of the Indians, presidential shit. Blah, 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 blah. New York State is prospering. The state of New York is kicking ass because they had opened up the Erie Canal 10 years before. And so all this trade's coming through, and it's helping the whole state, okay. and it's fucking awesome up in that shiznit. All right. Is that what they were saying? Yep. They were so ahead of their time. And so Colonel Thomas S. Meacham of Sandy Creek, New York, sure, who's a dairy farmer, sure, wanted to show the president and others just how awesome the great state of New York was. Okay. <laughs> so, I like where we're headed. <laughs> I do. I got a good feeling about this one. You know this. You know this podcast takes a left turn sometimes. Yeah, I feel like we're in <clears throat> something. You just opened a canal to a new story. <laughs> so he thought, why not send some cheese? <laughs> okay, it's called local pride, man. Sure, yeah. You make cheese. Send him some. Send the president some cheese. You go. This is what we're doing up here. Hey, bitch. man. This is cheese. What you doing down there in Washington? We're making fucking cheese. Hey, you making cheese there? No way. No, no you you're are making cheese like this. This is the cheese. Mm, New York cheddar. Come get the New York cheddar, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. These people. He made a cheese wheel that was four feet in diameter. Oh my God. And two feet thick. Jesus Christ. And weighed 1,400 pounds. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. 1,400 pounds. If you're, uh, if you're from another country, that's 6.635 kilograms. That's 100 stone. No, it's, it's, a, lo- it's a lot of stone. It's 1,000 stone. It's a lot of stone. Is it 1,000 st- stone? Wait, 1,400? Yeah, it's 1,000 hey, stone. Hey, do you in your head there? Yeah, 1,000 stone, that is. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Also, I like that English people still use stones. <laughs> Every I time I go there, I'm I like... Know. They're all like, what's with your antiquated system? Okay, stone. <laughs> yeah. How many pebbles do you want to eat <laughs> of food? <laughs> um, that's a lot of fucking cheese. That's a shitload of cheese. Um, <laughs> okay. I love... Uh, I can't wait. Now, if it had been Jackson making the cheese, he would have made three of those and put on a fucking stagecoach and driven that shit down. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, and when we get hungry, we can eat the tires. <laughs> Pull over, driver. I'm going to have a bite of one of the tires. Uh, All right, old bag of marbles. <laughs> December 10th, 1835, the New Hampshire, New Hampshire Sentinel. Mammoth cheese. 
<laughs> Mr. T.S. Mitchum exhibited in this city on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week a cheese weighing 1,400 pounds made from the milk of 150 cows for four days at his dairy in Sandy Creek, Oswego County. It bore the following inscription. To Andrew Jackson, President of the United States. <laughs> I just love that. Engraved in cheese. Engraved in cheese. <laughs> he just... First of all, he got 150 cows over four days. Yeah. So great use of your time. Yeah. And he made a big thing of cheese, and then he's like, ding, 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 Hold ding, on ding. a minute. Yeah. The cows are like, uh, uh, can we get some water? No. No. Keep milking. The president needs to have this big cheese. We've got to let him know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also exhibited a national belt, presented a fine bust of the president. Oh, okay. A bust of the president yes. made out of cheese. Of cheese on of his belt. A che- no, bust. Oh, he j- I thought you said on his belt he no, had No, 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 a bust, like a little statue. He just statue. had a bust. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, he, made he, just a, said- he made a cheese statue of the president. This guy, he would have uh, thrived in Wisconsin. And that was surrounded by a chain of 24 states united and linked together. The belt is intended for a wrapper to the mammoth cheese when presented to the president so he made this big belt to wrap around the cheese <laughs> and on it it said the union it must be preserved <laughs> oh, so very persuasive so he went full cheese very persuasive <laughs> like at what point are you at what point when you're making this Thing uh, and putting the belt on. Are you going? Is this so? Is this too much? I mean, imagine the people like like his wife was probably there, just like my God. Uh, so how big? Do you think it needs to be that big? Of, of course, it, need, it might need to be bigger, honey. God, it's for the president. And now to put a very serious inscription on this huge ball of old milk. <laughs> and then for for centuries, the Americans will point at it and go, "It says it must be united." The cheese will lead the people, my dear. The union should be preserved much like the cheese. <laughs> hey, should we get, uh, should we get, uh, meet him out of here? No, I'll stay. I love him. I'm having quite a good time. Uh, if you throw me out, you throw out the cheese. And the cheese is patriotic. Jesus it's- Christ, he's fucking the cheese. Get off of there, meet him. Patriotic cheese. Patriotic cheese. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like... You're the only one who gets me 1,400-pound block of cheese. Meacham? Uh, yes, hello? I did nothing with the cheese. Nothing, 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 nothing. Don't turn that light on. Don't light that light. It wasn't the only cheese wheel. (laughs) The cheese is actually the biggest wheel of a larger collection of 10 cheeses that appeared at the 1835 Patriotic Celebration in Oswego, New York. So other dudes... Oh, my God. It wasn't just him. It was like they had a town meeting, and they went, how can we show those big wigs down in Washington what we're made of? And someone went, well, we do make cheese. Oh, Larry. Yes. We'll only make cheese from now on and send it to Washington. Everybody for it? Milk your cows. Yay. Everyone for it. Of course we are. Any questions? Good. I didn't think so. Okay. Meacham also himself made five other cheeses, cheese wheels, each about half the size of the presidential cheese. <laughs> the presidential cheese. So he cheese. had five other 700 pound cheese wheels. You know, and these smaller ones I just keep around for company. <laughs> this is for Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy is obviously completely insane. Right? <laughs> He's out of his mind and got a lot of cheese. Uh, so the other cheeses were intended for Martin Van Buren. Oh, my God. A New Yorker who was serving as vice president. You helped us with this. Uh, William Marcy, the governor of New York. Uh-huh. Daniel Webster, the famous orator and politician. The U.S. Congress. And <laughs> like a, the, a whole a whole congressional body gets, gets one, and then there's another one for Martin Van Buren. <laughs> Martin Van Buren's like, well, I probably can't finish it if Congress can't. Oh, you'll eat it. I don't think I... Uh, oh, you're going to eat it. You're hurting my hand. Uh, and also the state legislator, the legislator of the state of New York. So, uh, after all the locals up in Oswego, I think it's called, uh, got a good look at the cheese... Uh, and felt themselves just swell with national pride. Wow. We did this as a nation. Holy shit. Um, uh, then the cheese went on a tour. Oh, my. <laughs> what the fuck? 
You've seen him in Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the big block of cheese. So he transported the cheese with great flair, um, which that's what it said. In the Think of how hard it is to lug 1,400. Yeah, how else are you transporting it without great flair? It's fucking it's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really. six things of giant cheese. Yeah, what are you going to do? Anybody around is like, oh. <laughs> Do you remember when they? Do you yeah. remember when they took the space shuttle yeah. through LA on yeah. the streets that, to totally. the museum? Yeah, it's totally that. Everyone was like, like, "Oh my god, what? look at it!" <laughs> Honey, come outside quick. The cheese. What you should do in this case is you you should do it in the dark of night. Oh yeah. Jeez. Well yeah. This should never have happened. <laughs> he should have been killed in the dark of night the second he was like, "Get 150 cattle together. We're gonna milk them for four days straight for for national pride, dummy." No, I wasn't hit on the head. Why do you... <laughs> I mean, I've fallen a number of times. Why? Through some towns, the cheeses were paraded on a wagon decorated with flags. Oh. <laughs> so fucking crazy. USA! It's like Monty US. Python. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, in New York, When they arrived in New York City, the cheeses were displayed to curious crowds at the Masonic Hall. Oh, my God. Daniel Webster happened to be passing through the city... And he cheerfully accepted his great cheese from Meacham. Oh. Now he's passing through. Yeah. Now, you know when you go on a gig and someone gives you something and yeah, you're like, how oh, the fuck can I put this thanks. in my suit? Oh, it's uh, I don't know. This is I'll like a, is this a, my... is this a barometer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. I'm going to put this in my suitcase. You just have it on your lap for the whole flight like a crazy man, yeah. okay? So uh, this guy got a 700-pound wheel of cheese. It was like, okay, thanks, man. Perfect. I guess I'll just, uh, you know, in this day and age without cars, this is yeah. fucking awesome. Um, let me think of what I oh, should. Oh, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to invent the engine. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. I was just thinking, how can I complicate everything? That's great. My wife's going to be happy, too. She's been complaining that I don't have 700 pounds of any food in the house. So this is nice to go home with. By the way, I live uh, very far from here. And um, this is 700 pounds of something that's not buoyant. Oh, thank God it's really heavy. That's terrific. Oh, oh good. Oh, it's kind of smelling a little funky. It's a good footy cheese. That's good. The White House cheese was then put on a schooner. The White House cheese. The White House cheese. Was then put on a schooner and shipped to Washington. So they put the fucker on a boat. Oh, my God. In New York Harbor, and they shipped it to Washington. The cheese was presented to President Andrew Jackson on New Year's Day, 1836. (laughs) And someone finished it a month and a half ago. (laughs) Sir? Uh, Yes. There is, um, at the door, there's a giant wheel of cheese. Excuse me? Um, there's a wheel of cheese, sir. I'm not sure I follow. Um, sir? Yes, outside of the room. A citizen has, um, brought you a wheel of cheese. Good evening, Mr. President. (laughs) I bring to you, remember your New Year's resolution, to eat a pound of cheese every day. (laughs) Well, Well, let me kick you off. How about 140 days? about 140 days? No, no, sorry, 1,400 days. (laughs) Whatever it is. I can't count. You'll be dying. I'm so cheese delirious. I've I've lost the ability to do math. You will not be having any movements. So he accepted the cheese and issued a letter of thanks. Because what else are you going to do? Because everyone's like, well, he made that cheese. They don't write letters of fuck you. And he's already probably heard about it coming down with all the fanfare. And he's like, Jesus, what's happening? So he knew about it. And they were like, and they probably got his team together. And they're like, okay, what do we do? And they're like, we just take the cheese. Just I'll write a fucking letter. Get him out of here. And then we'll figure out what to do with it. Now, also, don't forget, he's also a, a mourning guy. Like he's. His wife is dead. Oh, I thought you, you meant know. he was just like... He's a morning guy. He's a little groggy. He doesn't like to get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, so he sent this letter. Uh, I beg you, sir, to assure those who have united with you in the preparation of this cheese in honor of the Congress of the United States and myself that they are truly gratifying as an evidence of the prosperity of our hearty year manry See, that's your that's a oh. word we've lost. Why <laughs> I think a good call. Y E O M A N R Y. That was a word. Yeah, a good one too. Uh, in the state of New York who engaged in the labor of dairy. Well done, dairy farmers. Wow. Boy, you really fucking showed me. Yeah. And then he turned around and he went into the White House and he yelled, What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, he absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> And then he like went into the room with a seven hundred pound wheel of cheese and was like 
Why? It's 1400. 1400, right. Can you think of anything worse than uninvited cheese? Actually, I think that's why they invented the Oval Office. Oh my God. Fucking throw that that shit right in there. Yeah. So he had 1,400 pounds of cheese. <laughs> Lucky girl. Um, he gave out giant ch- chunks of cheese to all his friends. I mean... Yeah. Giant chunks of cheese to all his friends, but then it turned out it was still a shitload of cheese. Oh, yeah. So he gave all the cheese to everyone he knew who it's would like take Brewster's it. It's like millions of cheese. I'm sure for like a while, everyone's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You sure? Did you eat the last... Um... Shake it and guess what I've given you on your birthday. <laughs> Let me guess, Andrew. Fucking cheese, right? It's always fucking cheese. So so the cheese sat there for over a year. <laughs> mm, the smell must have been oh hypnotic. In the White House hallway. I mean, in the it's White House. Cheese. Yeah, four years ago, people could come in and say anything, and now you're like, we solved that, and now I live with cheese. So, and remember, Washington is hot and humid in the summer. It's not a good place to store cheese in a room. It's a great place in the winter to just throw down some cheese in a room. But in the summer, it's not so good. I mean, the mice must have just been like, buddy, you're going to think I'm fucking out of my mind and lying to you, but I ain't. Let's get the fuck out of New York. I hit the mother load. Let's get the fuck out of New York. Come on, we're leaving New York. You're not going to the goddamn White House. You're not going to believe what's happening down there. (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you on the way. It's mouse heaven. (laughs) Washingtonians could smell the cheese from several blocks around the White House. Wow. (laughs) But if you think about it, if you think about like, if you come across like a dead animal or something. You can smell it from so far away. Now this is a, now imagine this a dead is a, whale. This, <laughs> this is a thousand pound uh, block of cheese. So the whole fucking city stinks. I mean, it's like almost cheese. a ton of cheese. But what about the crazy fucker living in the house? Uh, so the at this president. Point, yeah, but at this point, I think that he's probably like mourning his wife, and he's just shuffling around in a robe. Uh, like you know, when you get really depressed and you don't clean anything up. Yeah. So he's just the that maid guy. was probably just like, "Can I throw it out?" He's like, "No." Leave the cheese. Don't don't touch it. Don't don't even look at it. Don't even open that room anymore. My wife never got to see it. <laughs> Leave. I'm marrying the cheese. <laughs> Leave Andrew, the cheese. can we turn on some lights? Leave the cheese. Okay. Um I noticed you put a suit on the cheese. It was dubbed an evil smelling horror by the people that lived in Washington. He was like, Someone say whore? Who said whore? Horror. Horror. Oh, oh, I horror. thought I was gonna have to duel a man. Okay, all right. Horror. I'll duel the cheese. Uh, he didn't want to throw out the G because it was a gift. I mean, that is a very nice man. Right? That's For a man who's taken a lot of now lives. Now you see his heart where like, he was taking care of the soldiers on the way home. It's the yeah. same thing with the cheese. He's like, these farmers gave me this. I, don't, I have to respect the I cheese. I don't want to hurt their feelings. And by the way, if we try to throw it out, everyone will know. Right. Can't just put it for curbside pickup. <laughs> no, you can't. No. That's the thing about the cheese. It's, you can't throw out the cheese because then everyone's like, what? Hey. Then, he, then he loses the popular vote in New York. Yeah. Yeah. So for election, for political reasons, he has to hang on Holy to the cheese. Holy shit! It's fucking crazy. Uh. <laughs> so the whole the whole fucking town reeks of cheese. So after so he's been in the White House for eight years now. The cheese has been there for about a year and a half. <laughs> the sitting cheese. Um, so he's leaving. So the now big he's, cheese. The big cheese is the, and he's leaving the white. He's leaving the White House. He's done. He's lost an election. Uh, the next guy's coming in. Um, who is it? It's uh, it's not Van Buren. It is Van Buren. Van Buren's the next guy. Um, so Van Buren, he... who also was given seven hundred pounds worth of cheese. Correct. <laughs> so okay, I'll I'll let you tell a little more because in my best case scenario, it moves a man with seven hundred pounds more of cheese. <laughs> So they're like, okay. He's like, okay. And then just bring in my cheese. They're like, oh, what? God, there's one already here. Yeah, I have about a one about a half that size. I need to get in here. It smells horrible. I haven't been able to eat it. <laughs> so, um, so he can't take the cheese with him, right? So he's yes. like, well, I'm gonna do what happened when I first got here, and I'm gonna throw a fucking party. Ah. So oh, he throws a cheese party. Oh God, an old moldy cheese. A party. reception is scheduled. And he invites everyone the same thing. Everyone's invited. He puts on an announcement in the Washington Globe. I intend to 
have eaten on the 22nd my large cheese, presented by my friends of the state of New York. Can you be here and partake of the feast? And any of your friends who may wish to accompany you, it will be my last and only possible day. <laughs> it's a cheese invite. Um, this was in the paper in the Washington Globe. Uh, New York, the New York present is nearly four feet in diameter, two feet thick, and weighs 1,400 pounds. It was transported through the state of New York with a great parade to the place where it was shipped. It reached Washington. It reached Washington, accompanied with a splendidly painted emblematic envelope. We understand the president uh, designs to offer this great cheese, which is finely flavored and in fine preservation, to his fellow citizens who visit him on Wednesday next. The New York president will be served up in the hall of the president's mansion because that's where it's been for a year and a half. Because <laughs> where the fuck else could it be? <laughs> so on March 3rd, it went down. Or the 22nd, it went down. And it was packed. <laughs> it was open. Shit was blowing up. Kids hanging off the fucking roof. <laughs> Everybody's like, free cheese. I'm wasted on cheese. Now, I cannot imagine the state of cheese. Like, like if if you keep... Okay, does cheese not go bad? Well, cheese is mold, right? So cheese is... Is it mold? Well, it, it is. I mean, the way cheese was discovered was like curdled milk. So it's like milk. But that being said... I think it does go bad. I think it can go worse and become unedible. Because I'll say this. My grandmother, who lived through the Depression, when cheese would get mold on it, she would just cut it off. Yeah. And she'd get angry if you threw it out. Yes. So I assume this cheese was just this big mold. Because it had to have molded, It right? had to have molded. So I mean, it was this big moldy thing, and then they, you would cut the mold off and just have at it, yeah, right? Yeah, just cut it. Yeah, you probably would. I mean, they were probably taking, like, some care of it, too, but, I mean... Like, what, hosing it down? How are they taking care of it? I don't know. Like, the butler had to go wipe it down every day? Yeah, they hired a cheese guy. He massages it and keeps an eye on it. Make sure the pores aren't... I don't know. But... Yeah. Old Willie's coming in to wipe down the cheese. (laughs) By the way, I think Old Willie's just having sex with the cheese. (laughs) We put a camera in there. (sighs) Uh, Yeah, it would probably go bad, but it sounds like the culture of people were like, fuck it! Right? Cheese! What we're, what we're learning is that Americans were horrible people. Oh, yeah. And what um, we're learning is we really haven't changed. We just get it delivered now. <laughs> <laughs> we just get our moldy shit cheese delivered. Um, it was very popular with the crowd. Some reports said it had a shockingly strong odor. Oh, however, it had to just be like a body. Um. So it's just a bunch of Americans crowded around the White House getting, like, it must have been like, did you get any in the back? Like, just taking chunks of cheese and passing it back. Like, Smells and tastes bad. <laughs> it's not as bad back here. Um, I have totally, this story has made me totally is, rethink cheese. This like, is I don't a crazy, want, crazy no, it's like, thing to have happen at the House White House. This is not a movie. How have we never heard about this? I don't know how we've never heard this about This is the craziest thing that has ever happened in the White House. Oh, I mean. Oh, by far. Since a cigar went in an intern's vagina. <laughs> there's this and that. Oh. Uh-oh. Mad Max? The, con- the, contractor just, the contractor just came in to get some get some of his shit. Yeah. He just, he's just two dudes sitting in a garage <laughs> talking into microphones. Yeah, and he's just, like. Oh, that those are the guys that are paying me. That's the guy who makes a living. Oh, that, cool. that guy's that guy's making money. You know, you know what happens over at this this fucking guy's house that I'm working on. I'm I'm fucking digging up the goddamn floor. You know what happens? Him and his buddy, uh, they go and they play radio in the fucking garage. I'm dying to sweat. Right? No, they're, they're like forty or some shit. I don't know. They're fucking old guys. It's not some fucking kid. I'm dying to sweat, and I'm sitting there, and I'm ripping up this floor, and I have to go in the garage real quick. Well, him and his little buddy are in there shouting about cheese all day. Okay, so you want to talk about what's fucked up? <laughs> I'm working for the cheese shouter. I didn't move here for this. I, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> That's why he just left. He's like, fuck this. I'm done. He's texting your wife right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's like a ghost thing. Now, my, now all of a sudden my printer's just going on. You making, if, you making fun of the contractor? What if it just printed a picture of cheese? Like, <laughs> well, stab my throat. <laughs> Hey, I know he barks at the, you bark at the printer. It's great. It's all, right. it's all great. You're really good. You're the best dog at saving people from printers that I've ever known. And what's ironic is the printer could still kick the shit out of this dog. Yep. 
Um, so uh, the cheese was served, and this is... Uh, there arose an exceedingly strong smell, so strong as to overpower a number of dandies and lackadaisical ladies. Uh, so they're saying that... I think they're saying that gay dudes and ladies passed out okay. from the cheese. I was wondering... And real men yeah. got in there and ate that shit. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the... What paper is this? The uh, the Portsmouth Journal of uh, Politics and Literature, a local paper up in Portsmouth, uh, basically said that uh, feminine gentlemen and ladies couldn't handle... Dandies. They couldn't handle the odor of the cheese. That's how they determined if you were gay, I understood, back in that well, time. They just took you anybody, to the cheese room. anybody who passed out near cheese was a homosexual. Well, he likes to trot around with boys. <laughs> Look at him. He's face down. <laughs> Can't handle the cheese, eh, Larry? <laughs> Can't handle the cheese or the vagina, eh, Larry? Looks like you're in for a buggering tonight. There's a bit of buggering to do with you. will be old guy, friends. Yes. Uh, of course, the cheese had sat. And so it, it had sat in this uh, room, hallway, whatever. <laughs> hallway. For so long that its aroma permeated the fixtures and the carpets and the drapes. So these people ate all the cheese. Yeah. So by the time the party was over, they had eaten all the over thousand a pound. It's just America. Moldy, stinking cheese. I mean, just dirty. Like he basically just he just basically said, "Hey, all you dirty, gross fucks. Hey, dogs who would eat this. Hey, dogs with human skin. Just come up here." And so all these just gross monsters came up and ate the cheese with their fucking hands. Hey, and is then, it bullshit about there being free cheese here today, or is that true? No, that's true, sir. There is. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Coming through. Been wondering what that smell is. Oh, yeah. Been wanting to get up here for a while. You guys left it in the hallway for about a year, year and a half? Good. Smart. Oh, holy shit. Smart. That's how I like my cheese. You know what I do is I'll uh, I'll eat some of it and I'll put the rest in my pocket to see who's gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the next guy moves in. And vampire and, and it, the whole place smells like cheese. After he just put his 700 pounds of cheese to bed. Hold on. Oh, no. So this is written by former John Davis's wife, Eliza, in 1838. So it's a year later. Okay. The White House has been put in order by its present occupant and vastly improved. Van Buren says he has had a hard task to get rid of the smell of cheese. <laughs> And in the room where it was cut, he had to air the carpet for many, many days to take away the curtains and to paint and whitewash before he could get a victory over the smell. He has another cheese (laughs) like that which General Jackson had cut, and he says he does not know what to do with it. (laughs) What a foolish thing for a man to to have made such a present for him or anyone else. Okay, (laughs) here's the deal. Van Buren didn't have his cheese. Van Buren, Van Buren had already finished his cheese. There, there wasn't any left that cheese. Andrew Jackson had gotten another 700 pounds of cheese, and he stashed it in the White House and left it for Van Buren. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Wait. Yes. <laughs> So they were like, oh, thank God, that cheese has gone. And they went down into a back room and they went, oh, my God. What cheese? Jackson, you rascal. He just did it to, for, as a goof. Just to be a fuck. <laughs> he must have put like a, here's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking. That's hilarious. Best president ever. <laughs> best president in the history of the United States. Um, Van Buren eventually gave, uh, in 1839, gave the 700-pound wheel of cheese away in a charity auction. Uh. So... <laughs> oh, Andrew Jackson. Which is what... That, that's what Andrew Jackson should have done in the first place, right? Yeah. He should have done a charity, but yeah. they just didn't think of it. They're like, we ought to keep the cheese. What if we do a charity? I don't. Uh, I don't think that'll work. <laughs> it's a lot of cheese. I mean, we gotta keep. A, we gotta keep New York in our corner. I don't corner. think I'd be pissed. But Van Buren could do it because he was from New York, right? So it's easier for him to go. Yeah, I'm gonna give it away. Like, yay, cheese. <laughs> Andrew Jackson was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. want some more? 
Fuck you. Go to the boiler room, bitch. Um, Jackson died June 8th, 1845. So, five, six years later. At the age of 78 of chronic tuberculosis. Dropsy and heart failure. I was hoping it would be something to do with that he was in a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) It would be great if there was some cheese tie-in. I mean, yeah, I mean. Died of cheesy veins. I had always heard about the party, and I've always been fascinated by the party. But then I was reading about the party, and the, the, the bottom one, he was like, and later on, he held a cheese event. I was like, what do you mean later on, he held a, a cheese event. event? How is that not like the top page in every history book in <laughs> the United event. States of America? Like, when you go to school in elementary school, the first thing they should do is like, all right, open up your books to page one. All right. It says the cheese. Uh, this is pretty interesting, guys. <laughs> this is as interesting as history gets for us here in the United States. Uh I mean, could you imagine in today's climate if there were, I mean, what, the cheese gate, the amount of oh. coverage you'd have over the White House oh cheese. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The presidential cheese. What's going to happen with the cheese? Well, they did do some sort of, Obama did have some sort of cheese event in, in like, honor of what had happened. Like they really? Did, they did, like, a little making fun of it thing. But Andrew Jackson challenged him to a duel right after. And then he got Think shot. Think it's funny, fuckface? <laughs> See you tomorrow, bitch. Hey. What'd you say about my cheese? Uh, what did you say about my cheese? Celebrating your cheese. See you out back. Uh, See you out back at noon. I think I have to duel Andrew Jackson's ghost tomorrow. You know what else he used to do during the duels is he would wear a large trench coat because he was a really skinny dude, so it made oh, him yeah. look fat. More. And then they'd shoot through the trench coat, and then he'd like throw he'd it like, off and be like, "Ha! All right, bang. now to aim for your throat." <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> they don't call me Throat Cheese Jackson for nothing. <laughs> I was gonna ask, why do they call you Throat Cheese Jackson? There you go. Because <laughs> I shoot people in the throat and I lived with cheese. <laughs> and my last name's Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's me jingling like a spur. I'm full of bullets. <laughs> a jingle. Jingle, jingle, jingle cheese. Jingle cheese is here. <laughs> what are you guys gonna ask Jingle Cheese for this year? Seriously, in Europe, this would have become become like something like that. And at that time, jingle cheese coming through the toilet into the apartment or into the living facility. And if he leaves you cheese, you have a good year. And if he leaves you nothing, you get to have half your friend's cheese. <laughs> Did you say nothing? Mm, whatever you heard. Okay. Just follow through with the plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jingle cheese. I mean, what the fuck was wrong with people? From beginning to end, that story is so fucked up that that anyone thought they could give cheese, and then someone kept the cheese. I and would then rather ate the cheese. I would rather live in a day and age when you could go to the White House, tell the president to suck your dick freely, and go there for a cheese party, <laughs> and have your president leave cheese behind, than live in the one now where I'm like, wait. They know where I'm going and staying because of my iPhone, and they're using this information against me somehow. <laughs> I'd rather just be like, the president's got a, oh, well, the I president lives with, two, with a ton of cheese, a metric ton of cheese. And he hid one. Going on a White House tour? Yeah. And um, this is the cheese. All right, everyone, put your masks on now. We're going to ask you all to put your masks on. We're, We're going through the, the cheese, cheese wing. Well, the cheese wing, I guess it is now. Well, yes. Sir. Well, I'm sorry if we didn't get the memo, Greg. I'll see you later. Goodbye. <laughs> the cheese wing. Fuck. We are such a fucked up country. And it's been happening since the beginning. Ah, it's really something that needs to be known. <laughs> I mean, just what a nightmare. What a cheese nightmare. It's such gross people. Ah, cheese. Uh, right? The, the last thing you could have around for, I mean, besides meat. Well, yeah. I mean, there's... There's better things to have around yeah, than cheese. Than cheese. Oh, I wonder what kind it was. It had to have been cheddar. A party sub. Here's a 1,400-pound party sub, sir. <laughs> Enjoy it for years. Oh, God. Christ. Oh, fuck me. But cheese. Could it have been hard candy? The versatility of cheese. Yeah, you just basically eat it or put it on a cracker, and that's it right now. <laughs> so uh, that's all we know how to do with it right now, so that's what we're doing. So it's really, really, really the worst. Unless you love cheese, which some of us used to. Uh, and then we had 1,400 pounds of it dropped off. 
Cheese is the great. It, that is the biggest fuck you. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a present. <laughs> it's a present that says go fuck yourself. Here. It's what I call food monkey paw. Uh, <laughs> food monkey paw. <laughs> oh, God. Uninvited cheese. Well, well, there you go. That's how Congress and the White House work together. That's how they used to function. That's how. <laughs> that's how. That's what we call cheese and balance. They all got cheese fucked. All righty. All right. Well, that's an episode of the Dollar. <laughs> it sure is. Hope you're happy. <laughs> oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth. You know from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 